1: hello (laughs) hello
0: how's Uh, it going
1: oh well I can finally say because this drive January is over so I can say to everybody yamas
0: cheers (laughs) 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 indeed indeed I made it I made it through Uh, January and then I might have had a bit of a fizzy start to February (laughs) (laughs) me too oh
1: my god yeah, yeah. That had that crazy? thing where
0: you don't do anything for ages and then three nights come together all at once a bit like buses
1: oh yeah it's um, like a bit like so, buses
0: yeah yeah
1: oh my god so, were you naughty were you misbehaved
0: not naughty no just consumed more than I have done in the last wee while as I've not been <laughs> drinking at all <laughs> oh my god that's
1: hilarious Oh yeah, no, I
0: wasn't naughty, um, but it was good fun catching up with friends and just eating like lots of scrummy food. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah, cannot complain. I'm a very lucky, lucky girl. Right?
1: Friends, family and abundance.
0: Absolutely. That is wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, okay. And, Beautiful. and just want to say, recording podcast and it's still almost light outside. It is? <gasps> so excited. Oh my gosh. Okay, here in Athens,
1: we're, we're two hours ahead of you. So like yeah. no way in hell. But are you serious? Yes,
0: oh my gosh. I can, I can still see the sky. Summer is coming. Getting our bikinis in our minds. By the end of the podcast, I'll be satin pitch black. But for That's now, true. I can still see
1: some daylight. Damn your deck oh. furniture is. Oh my god, your deck furniture! It's gonna be the first. Yeah, it's
0: gonna be out. Year. It's gonna oh. be yeah. We're Soon, gonna be playing now in this new house before you know it. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring on the summer! I am ready. Little alone that. We still have all of February and all of March and all Shh. of April and all of May. We're not oh not my god! That. Oh no, it's here! It's just around the corner. Oh my god! Can't convince wonderful. me otherwise. Oh, beautiful!
1: A <laughs> uh, little shout out, Canadian moment uh, for mm-hmm. a lover, a legendary lover of Canada, Michael Bublé just won a Grammy for
0: his oh.
1: album. Yeah, he doesn't love a
0: bit, of Michael. Oh. <laughs>
1: Me and a lovely friend went to see him in Toronto. Oh my God. It was a panty dropper. Like,
0: oh, I can imagine. There wasn't a dry
1: set of genitals in the house.
0: (laughs) Are you going to say dry either? No. (laughs) Clearly, I got my uh, body parts mixed up. I've got
1: my body parts. No, no, no. South, Sarah. South. Go south. Yeah,
0: no work. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, no, so shout out. Um, super exciting. So, yeah, we all love a little bit of Michael. Yeah. And you know what? Which speaks to, you know what? Spontaneous desire often goes away six months to two years in, but reactive desire, you put on some (laughs) Michael Bublé and think Uh. about sex for like six hours, you'll be ready to roll by the time the evening rolls around. So I think that Michael (laughs) has been part of many a reactive, desirous evening. And I say, good on you there, eh? Yeah, I get (laughs)
0: that. Get, get a bit of booble on and uh, who knows what might pop out right get the booble on get in
1: bed yeah. take your clothes off and see what happens yeah.
0: see what happens all <laughs> right some all sexy right. advice there from Anna this week
1: it's fr- it's February we gotta do something so listen okay relationship desk yes. of love what is popping yes. over on that desk?
0: I feel like I'm going to depress you now after that uh, intro. I feel like I need to quickly change my relationship news, but I'm sorry, this is all I've got for you this week.
1: The desk is serious. They stick to their cause. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So the, yeah. So the desk would like to share that apparently there are some big downsides to being single. Okay. <laughs> consciousness. What Exactly? I thought I'm sorry. Sarah, I feel like you if I knew me you were going to get boobly out I would have had something different to, to lead with.
1: But well, but listen, I can still is, get boobly out and get all sexy with myself, right?
0: This is this is where we're at. Okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, apparently there is a significant cost to being single. <sighs> and when I say cost, I mean financial. Oh. Yeah. So the average person who is single, they're kind of dubbing this a single tax, um, pays up to £1,000 more than their a month than their coupled counterparts. A month? A yes. month? But I guess you could understand oh. it, right? Because when you think about costs that you're going to share, you're going to share things like your mortgage, your rent, your, you know, whatever your kind of household bills are. You're going to share kind of all of those things. Sometimes there's kind of different uh, tax rates or you know depending on where we are in the world then you know Mm -hmm. there may be some governments that favor couples that live together Uh it also said things like um memberships because you could get kind of family memberships or even things like your netflix Netflix. subscription or spotify like all of those things you generally kind of signing up for one account aren't you yeah So all of these things, I don't know. And um, there was in this article I was reading, the woman was actually who they were interviewing, was getting really annoyed because she could see all of her friends on Instagram, Facebook, social media, uh, going off enjoying lovely little jolly holidays, trips away. And she was furious because she couldn't afford to do any of those things because she's paying for all of our costs herself.
1: I'm like, I mean, you're you're so right. Like my my rent itself went up seven hundred dollars for sure.
0: For sure. $700.
1: Yeah, yeah, from going that's... from couple to oh, single. Oh, from
0: being, not just as in general. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was thinking that's quite high. You... <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: and why are you <laughs> no, bringing I mean, up your rent? this is like, not the time or the place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying now. Yeah, sorry, I'm back yeah. in.
1: <laughs> no, listen, listen. Hey, you can see the sunshine still. So you're like, I don't know, my mind's not. But that is, I, I thought that this would yeah. be like the cost of dating and the cost of frequent waxes and all the necessary things that go along with trying to impress
0: people didn't even go into that just the cost of living
1: god okay this is crazy so
0: yeah but it also went on to then kind of say you know this is why some people may be in relationships but actually kind of don't want to leave because of the cost implications and we see that a lot um with clients where not all relationships can successfully be saved so sometimes it has to come to a point where you say okay this relationship isn't right for us and when you work through coaching you'll we can kind of help you to see the um the full picture and what decision is right for you it's not about kind of us saying as coaches how we think that you should live your life so we will support you in whatever decisions choices you make. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, quite sadly, people can be prohibited from making some of the decisions that they want to make because yeah. of financial reasons. And at a tune of a thousand dollars a month, some <gasps> of those prices, you can, you can see it, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. Okay. Definitely
0: come down from buble, but. <laughs> well,
1: okay, but here's the thing: we what we yeah. know, the devil we know is better than the devil we don't. If we know that, then it means that a thousand dollar, like. We often talk as coaches about the price of happiness, right? So yes. the the cost of, the price of happiness of leaving a job, let's say you have to take a $50,000 pay cut. I'm, I'm thinking of yeah. Toronto or New York markets, but $50,000 pay cut a year. And for some people, that's the price of their happiness. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I will yeah. take a $50,000 pay cut to be happier. Same. I will pay $1,000 more a month to be happier. Yeah. And if that's just knowing that and you're like, well, I guess that's the price of my happiness. Yeah. So like everything yeah. we budget... So,
0: but yeah. also you're always in choice. So, what other options do you have? You know, if it's not living with your partner, is it living with somebody else? Yes. Is it, um, you know, shared accommodation? Is it, you know, me maybe moving back with your parents for a bit until you get to a position yep. where you can find something? Maybe, you, maybe you change location, so you move to somewhere that's got a slightly cheaper cost of living, or. Um, mm-hmm. If you can find one of those places right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but what other options do we have? So um, that's also something that's worth exploring.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, you've got it.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay.
1: I feel a bit more ready. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Shall we, hot topic?
1: Yeah, let's go. For it.
0: today's hot topic the role of forgiveness in a relationship mm.
1: okay okay yep this is big <laughs> I'm like, what? why does this have to be hard too <laughs> yeah, but this is great this is great we take on hard things this is awesome well
0: yeah and you know forgiveness is something that I don't know do we do we often kind of stop and pause and think about um you know forgiving our partners forgiving I think the role of forgiveness comes into lots of different areas, doesn't it? So it's how do you forgive each other for the things? Right. How do you forgive yourself for, you right. know, some things that maybe you're, you're less proud of? There are other dynamics within the family relationship often. You know, do we... Are we holding on to some grudges and, um, you know, holding on to some issues that are mm. outside of the, the relationship as well? And then is that having a knock-on impact within the relationship? You know, mm-hmm. there's lots of different um parts to this, I think. You know, the other week we were talking about the uh, the question was the, you know, the guy sleeping on these, the dad sleeping on the sofa.
1: Mm. Oh.
0: You know, and in that situation, you know, do we do we have to be able to kind of forgive some of those choices, some of those decisions to be able to, you know, let go and move on and um and be able to move to a happier place?
1: You've got it. You've got it. And, and I think that we as coaches or therapists, we have. We have enough work as it is to deal with communication issues in the here and now. What mm. is absolutely untenable is dealing with the mountain of past hurts and yeah. errors and and uh, you know, and and we really do kind of call out a statute of limitations. Like if it happened more than twelve months ago, we gotta decide when to move on and mm. to not keep rehashing and bringing up the past, um, because it, it just it weighs down our work so heavily if oh but remember but you've been doing this for years you did that 20 years ago it, it really takes the eye off of the prize which is we, we need to get on a better footing with communication right now
0: yeah uh, the yeah.
1: past does not help us
0: i i don't see how you can have a successful relationship if you can't at some stage learn how to forgive and move on from things mm-hmm. Because none of us, you know, we've been, we were just talking the other day, we've been together for seven years and we've been, you know, in some ways it feels like it was only yesterday, you know, people kind of, I never believed people when they said that, but you know, in some ways you can kind of still really vividly remember Mm -hmm. some of those early days, those kind of more kind of hedonistic moments when you first meet Mm. so you can kind of like in some ways you can get transported back to that time quite easily quite quickly it feels like it was just around the corner but then in other ways if you start to think about some of the milestones and some of the moments and some of those more defining parts of your relationship a lot of those will be steeped in challenges in conflict in upset Mm. in hurt But when we move beyond those and we deal with them and we learn more about each other and how to practice Mm. forgiveness, Mm. that's when we start to get some real strength and some depth to a relationship.
1: Mm.
0: So I don't know how you can have a successful relationship if you can't learn some sort of forgiveness.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's because we all assume that a happy and perfect relationship is without fault. Like the super annoying people who are like, we never fight. That is terrible. Yeah. That is like yeah. <laughs> the biggest red flag is we never fought. We never fight. Um, because if you don't believe that it is normal to have conflict and to hurt each other inadvertently or sometimes totally on purpose, um, <laughs> then, it, then, you, then you don't even come prepared thinking that forgiveness is important because if yeah. we're never going to do anything to hurt each other, says the love song. Uh, so why would we need the tool of forgiveness?
0: Yeah. How flawed is that, hey? Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that there are some couples out there that genuinely don't have kind of, or, or maybe they're already practicing forgiveness right from the outset. So when something happens, it isn't turned into a kind of drama fest. It's not kind of all blown up into proportion. They can see each other's flaws. And and that is part of forgiveness is being able to see the flaws in your partner and still love them regardless. Mm. Mm.
1: Uh, but not tolerate stuff that is really over the line right like forgiveness is not just tolerating quietly yeah and putting up with stuff that is uh crossing a boundary or not fulfilling your needs or breaking your values
0: and this is where it, it's always the trickiest area i think because the thing that comes up as well is around kind of needs so if i'm forgiving you because there's something that you haven't done and then but my needs are not being met in the process like you know, who's most important. There isn't one single person that should be kind of, a you know, the, of primary importance in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be able to have this balance. We have to, at some point, be able to get back to balance. Mm-hmm. And we know that that shifts over time. But if we look at, you know, I look at the last seven years of my relationship, have we had balance? Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. Have there been times when one of us has been more tested than the other? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we, but we've both kind of been there. And to... Be able to practice that forgiveness and let go, but as you say, not to the point where it's always one-sided. So it's always one person that's forgiving and letting go, and the other person isn't, mm. or one person that can see some of those areas to be able to, you know, practice that humility to be able to mm. let go of some things. But the other party can't. Then, mm-hmm. um, I think that that can also be very tricky for a relationship.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is tough, tough waters. So, you know, the thing about that they say about forgiveness is forgiveness is not us doing a benevolent act to somebody else. It's actually like a really satisfyingly selfish thing to do. It is mm. forgiveness allows me to move on. So I don't have to let something remain and take up precious real estate in my head. Mm. And I choose to let it go and to mm. not think about it and not to allow it to kind of bring up rouse uncomfortable feelings and not to keep feeding it with energy I think that's the big thing yeah yeah
0: yeah and when you're in that state of holding on to something that's got that's quite draining it's quite you know it's very catabolic it's it's taking all of your energy it's taking all of your thought processes it's consuming you you're not allowing any space for any of the other happy parts of a relationship to get in
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's so true Yeah. yeah 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 and and it Again, it's the positive bias, negative bias, because if we're like, oh, you always do this. Oh, remember all the bad times, then we're going to shade our sort of perception of our relationship as bad when actually there's like some really great things that and, and I, I was reminded about in my last relationship is yeah. with all the, the negative stuff that you bring up from the past. Did you find do you remember nothing being good? Like, are yeah. you just walking away from this relationship thinking everything was bad and that it was a wake up call because there were some beautiful moments. Like, 100%. Like, I, Mm. my past relationship was incredible. And Mm. forgiveness has to be there. Otherwise, I'll walk away being like, oh, it was terrible. And it wasn't. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. It was all the things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to remember the the things that did make you happy because they're also the things that you're going to seek in a new relationship.
1: Ah, yes. I do like... (laughs) <laughs> yes, <that's> so true. <laughs> I do like myself a good cup of tea in the morning and I I do love myself a good a man who writes well. Those are things to remember. Yeah. 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 I know. I know and that's the thing. Forgiveness allows me to like you know, put out of my mind all the stupid shitty stuff and be like, "Oh my god, that tea and those mm. beautiful messages."
0: Yeah. Yeah, those
1: were beautiful. Yeah. <gasps> oh forgiveness so how do you forgive what on earth do you do
0: well I think it's hard because when we're not forgiving then we are holding on to the fact that often we feel like we're right and you were wrong Mm -hmm. and so there's this kind of this blame element that's there and we know that that's the ego talking because who's to say who's right who's wrong who's to say what's Mm -hmm. important what isn't we all place a different uh, value and belief and view on the situations that are in front of us Mm -hmm. um we i'm continually reminded that my interpretation of something Mm -hmm. may be very different to my
1: partner's oh god yes ridiculous yeah so
0: you know in those moments (laughs) i need to be able to try and understand something from my partner's point of view i need to understand where they were coming from i need to i think the other thing that's really important is to look for the positive intention uh-huh. what were they trying to do at the point that they did whatever they did that really annoyed you yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so <laughs> because true. I'm
0: pretty sure they weren't deliberately trying to pee you off so you know what where where was that positive intention what is it that they were trying to do or provide in a good way for you that maybe just missed the mark and you haven't quite got it Mm -hmm. um I think we also have to remember that we we are all flawed (laughs) none of us are perfect yeah we just don't exist right so sometimes we will say things that maybe are a bit ungracious yeah sometimes we will do something that is thoughtless and we haven't considered the other person Mm -hmm. sometimes it'll be a damn right pain in the ass (laughs) and you know all of us have got that capacity inside of us to do something that messes it up for the other person. Yeah. So I think sometimes when we can't let go and we can't forgive, we are holding on to this false view that we are, um, (laughs) you know, that we are right and we are perfect and uh we've got all our shit together. They need to go and do the same.
1: Yes. (laughs) Totally. <laughs> totally. 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 I, I think I'm like a friggin bed of roses. Like just so perfect, so desirable. I'm like, why doesn't somebody get me? I'm like without flaw. Totally. Totally. hundred percent. Like it's amazing. And and I know that I know that to be untrue. But like when I'm in it, I am a hundred percent entitled, like I'm the right yeah, my way the highway. Yeah. Mm.
0: And you know, it's understandable that we're gonna think like that because we we've had a long time growing up with ourselves and we know we know kind of who we are inside out you know we know we know all the things that we the kind of inner messages that inner dialogue like we we have the most intimate relationship with ourselves so why would we not think that we're right in all situations because you know we're living in our own own version of reality
1: well, and funny enough, we are always aware of our own intentionality. So we're like, yeah. oh, I, I meant well, because yeah. we know what we're feeling. And and so we are very blind to what our, what we're doing out in the world because we're like, well, but I meant well. And we're, well, uh, there's also negative messaging too. And a lot of us are equally yeah. plagued by horrible messages, totally also untrue. Yeah. But it is true that when I'm thinking I'm a bed of roses, because like everything that I do is like... I meant well and I'm just trying my best and all Mm. that sort of stuff. All the grace that I should be giving to other people, which sometimes I give to myself in too much measure, and then other times I'm also equally hard on myself. It's You're right, it's all over the place,
0: but it's true. I think, yeah, and, and often a really useful question to ask yourself is what am I losing by holding on to this, you know, by holding on to whatever the issue is, so whatever it is I can't forgive you about, what am I missing out on? Mm. What am I no longer, what do I no longer have access to? Mm.
1: Um,
0: and is that trade-off worth the price?
1: Ah, uh, well, most of the time what I'm losing is potentially your relationship. Yeah. I mean, that I think it's really important to realize, like, this isn't a low-stakes game. I, I think we work with a lot, especially when we do couples work. There's one mm. part of the couple who I think... not aware of how close they are to the edge of their partner being like I'm done I'm you Mm -hmm. know it's the straw that breaks the camel's back and there's others who are like meh yeah we're often far closer to the edge of dissolution of our relationships than we think so I I think you know what do you have to lose it's often your relationship like it's this is all really high stakes stuff like it's so important to change our patterns I don't know why I'm, I'm in this do or die kind of mood. Maybe it's because of some cl- recent client work, but um, I'll sometimes be with, yeah, with clients and, and, and one of them is like kind of really holding on to their old way, just thinking there's mm. more time on the clock and I can see them yeah. both. I can see the dynamic and I'm like, I don't think you've got more time. Mm. We've got to like pull up the plane and like otherwise this thing is going into the ground. Oh, that's mm. terrible. But like, anyways, it's just... <laughs>
0: We're all doomed. We're all doomed. Well, I,
1: think, I think it's important to realize when it is a do or die moment, when it's time mm. to bring out the last ditch attempts, mm. what do you have to lose if you do practice more forgiveness? Our ego, our attachment to being yeah. right, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which hurts. It sucks to, you know, not see yourself as the protagonist of your own movie. But sometimes we do – sometimes – We're not the best, they're not the best, but we're trying and forgiveness and move forward and brand new day. It's really important.
0: Yeah, it Yeah, it is.
1: I'm thinking of a big old hug, like a good old something that, you know, forgiveness can be hard to like, say, I forgive you. But in the interim, sometimes it's just important to bring yourselves back together. And that might be something that you really enjoy doing together. Like, what's that Mm -hmm. thing that breaks the tension? Is it a come on over here? Let me give you a hug. Let's just go and do a nice activity that we like doing together um, whatever it is like sometimes you just need a bit of a truce before the forgiveness act to bring you
0: back together yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely and it's not uh, you know it isn't necessarily something that can just happen in a you know flick of a switch in a moment it's not always that easy sometimes we need process and time we need to maybe have a conversation about whatever it is that's happened and we need to understand what you know what was actually going through your mind when kind of you did whatever you did yeah. um and so we can understand more about the you know our partner the other person in this and and try and find that positive intention and then yeah. maybe we need kind of a bit more processing time and you're right often we do need that kind of slow kind of build up back to feeling like we're in a stronger position again in the relationship yeah yeah the one baby step at a time <laughs> yes i like it i like it and i and i think that kind of you know that little kind of gentle reach out to just kind of bring somebody back closer to you is Mm. is often the thing that's just needed Mm. oh
1: my gosh yeah it's the smallest thing and the most important thing
0: i feel like i need a hook now (gasps) right
1: (laughs) i know it would be so wonderful (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, we'll have a we'll have a virtual oh. hug and we'll send one out to the listeners oh, too.
1: Oh, everybody virtual hugs,
0: big bear hugs. Yeah. 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 All righty. Shall we um skip to a question? Let's go. Okay. This next question. My boyfriend stays out for two or three nights a week with no real explanation. When I asked him in the past why he hasn't got in touch, he's just said that his phone runs out of battery really quick. But why didn't he use a friend's phone to get in touch with me? We've been going out for three years and we live together, but we don't have any kids. How should I handle this?
1: This is really perplexing. Three years.
0: Yeah. I can see it's like... Two or three nights a week. That's like...
1: Whoa. Whoa whoever this is, you've let things, you've really been tolerating this. Wow. There's been a lot
0: of forgiveness going on here. Yeah.
1: This might be on the other side of the fence of too much forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like two months since, like, uh, to be honest, like it is super normal when starting out a relationship where you've not made a commitment to monogamy or like, Mm. you know, exclusivity to totally not know what that person is doing several nights a week. That's actually really healthy.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm torn a little bit I think on this question because I often think that in a relationship it, somebody does kind of take it as the find you and if you're not kind of necessarily that right person but then you know on the flip side there needs to be a bit of kind of give and take and a bit of understanding but then there is this kind of step too far where if that gulf in the relationship, in the kind of this is how I expect to live my life and this is how you expect to live your life is so big and so vast and so different that you can never kind of reach any sort of middle ground, then, you know, where do you go with that? So there's a few questions for me, like, has he has this always been the case? Mm-hmm. So when you first met from kind of day one and you start to get a bit serious, obviously at some stage you moved in together. Was the staying out, was that always present? Is it always something that's been in a relationship? But now, maybe three years on, you kind of think, "I'm well, I thought this shenanigans would have stopped by now, but it's still there. Mm. So that's kind yeah. of one thing that comes up for me. The other is the secrecy. So that would, I would find that difficult, I think. In a relationship, you should be quite transparent and honest and open with each other. I know you're not going to share percent, 100%, 100% of the time, but the majority of stuff you should be sharing and particularly where you are two or three nights a week, surely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the only other thing where, you know, when we, if we're coaching this one person, we have to, we mm. are relying upon one side of the story, right? So, and we can only coach with the information that the, the somebody gives. So if the reality is actually, you do know where they are, but you're really miffed that they are not re- responding to you throughout their activity, Mm. that's something where a truth check is like, well, okay, but I know that they're at this dance practice, but you know, um, they don't answer my phone. I keep messaging them throughout and they're not responsive mm. during the evening. So the only thing I would say is sometimes you just have to dive in there and to be like, you don't know, like not a clue where they are. Like they could yeah. be at the gym. They, could, you don't know. Or do you know, and you have troubles doing separate things and rem- remaining Differentiated in your own business while your partner is having that healthy solo time, which every partner should take.
0: it's, it's two or three nights a week though, staying out all night. I mean it.
1: Yeah, I, that, I was. just throwing a bit of healthy
0: balance in. Religion? Yeah,
1: I mean, I was throwing out benefit of the doubt. Like the thing is, is that yeah, you know, it, it is super important for as individuals, and we're not well trained for this because. And neither am I. I'm like, Oh, you're my person, I get to do everything with you. And if you want to do stuff by yourself, I feel rejected, like you don't want to be with me anymore, because you want to take time for yourself. So certainly, like a normal thing would be several nights a week, where I know where that generally where the person is, I'm not blowing up their phone, because they're like, I don't want a message in between. That's great. And I'm going to say come home at a decent hour, I guess, if you're living together. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, that's kind of up to the both of you to decide. Like if this person's like, I really like to gamble at the casino. And you're like, okay. I mean, there are some problems with that. But if that is truly what makes you guys tick, then, or, you know, or your partner's a night owl or an insomniac. So they like to Mm -hmm. stay out till four in the morning. Again, haven't seen a lot of great success in those types of relationships, but if that's your jam fly your flag but not knowing where they are yeah (laughs) it's just odd yeah
0: but it doesn't seem like there's an agreement here there isn't they haven't both signed up to the to the kind of one way of living have they no so there isn't an agreement there isn't a and I suspect that over time the feelings have then kind of built up and built up to a point where it's like actually I know and no longer think that this is right mm-hmm. so it sounds like there's been a shift in in view um I don't know that's just a feeling that I get yeah so yeah you know this is kind of but I think it comes back to how do I want to live my life and does this relationship measure up to that or not mm-hmm. and we know no one's perfect right so we're never going to get kind of you know that full blueprint of our ideal partner Mm -hmm. but we want something that comes reasonably close right we want somebody who makes us feel quite good about ourselves we want somebody who we feel safe and secure with we want somebody who we feel really loves us and um has our best interests at heart yes and if we don't feel like we're in a relationship that's bringing all of that because there are these other distractions or other kind of choice of lifestyle that doesn't measure up with that, mm-hmm. there has to come a point where you question, okay, is it possible to for this relationship to develop and grow into something different? Or actually, is this no longer what I want in my life?
1: Right, right, yep. So how would you, if you were this person, how would you suggest phrasing the introduction to a conversation about this to find out if there's common ground to be met or to be reached? So
0: Yeah, so it is just really starting off the conversation with a bit of kind of sharing a bit more about where you're at, I think can be a really good starting position because we're not great at that, really. Mm -hmm. We have kind of this inner dialogue that's going 24-7, although I doubt that other people don't always have that. No, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's true for me that's conversation for another day another day (laughs) um but you know we've got kind of like a a, you know we as we said before you know we grow up with ourselves we know who we are as a person things may change and shift for us and we don't necessarily share that with somebody else so maybe it's starting off the conversation with um you know I just want to share a bit about kind of where I am and how I'm feeling and -hmm. I wanted to check in to see how you're feeling about things Mm -hmm. because that also provides the ability for, to have some space to listen because we'll have made an assumption mm-hmm. about the relationship and our partner and, you know, and how we think that they're feeling and they might turn around and say, well, actually I'm so pleased that you brought this up because things have changed for me recently and this is where I'm at. And you can start to have a bit of an honest discussion about where you're both at in your relationship mm. and how you think things are going. Without any blame or, you know, recriminations or Mm -hmm. it's just sharing some information.
1: And and that's the best, your best bet to get your partner to open up if that is indeed one of your aims. It could be that, well, you know, you never liked my mother, but uh, I actually end up, uh, we, we run on hard times in our family and I'm actually doing home care for her from six till three in the morning. And I didn't want to tell you because you never liked my mother and you'd tell me not to do that, but she needed care and we couldn't afford it as a family. So that's where I've been. So, I mean, that's it's possible that something yeah. as boring and routine as that, but that somebody was feeling too much shame to, you know, disclose it.
0: Yeah. And th- that's the thing, right? We never really truly know what's going on for somebody else until they share it with us. Like interpretations are never right (laughs) yeah I know it's ridiculous we do it all the time we're like um you know we're sat there waiting for our partners to come back and they're like and they haven't turned up on time and it's like you're deliberately doing this because you know that it annoys me and then you make up this whole story about how your partner like
1: yeah yeah, that's where my mind goes
0: (laughs) (laughs) but then the reality could be something completely different yeah
1: yeah, it's true. That's actually a really great intro to a conversation. It's really hard, though, because you want to be all, like, accusatory yeah. and slipping in your interpretations, yeah. but your partner's just going to clam up and get defensive and then stonewall you, yeah. maybe, and the conversation goes nowhere and you're at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so true.
0: Yeah, when we come out attacking, the only, only place that somebody's got to come back with is to fight too, right? Ah, yes. And then it's often, it's not a fair fight. We're not. yes considering each other we're not listening to each other yes hormones start going a bit bonkers yeah brain doesn't actually really process what's really happening yes doesn't allow time to pause and think it's very reactory
1: oh god you say things that you don't mean and you can never
0: bring those yeah can't,
1: can't ever recall those once they're in the yep. air they're out there
0: mm-hmm. start scoring points with each other
1: how can you tell that sarah and i have been in this situation before. This is not just, you know, um yeah, this is what what's the word that I'm trying to say? It's it's not just um <laughs> first, first-hand experience. And you know what? Yeah. It doesn't end well. We we can say that as coaches and we can say that as human beings who've lived these same old cycles of unhealthy mm. communication and never ends well like ever.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a different way, and I think it's um, it's starting to try some of that on for size it's starting to have some of these conversations it's starting to be more honest in moments when you have the opportunities and take those yeah yeah um because it is it does work it does
1: and you just have to be the one chess piece on the board that's willing to shift because everything will shift around you it is really cool and And I say that not as much from my past relationship because lots of, uh, it wasn't showing up there in the way that I would like some of my clients to show up, to be honest, but I've seen it with my clients. Like I've seen the shifts Mm. with my clients, the couples who do this incredible work together and you can see one person showing up differently and the other person just naturally follows suit like it is so cool to see and so maybe you need to be the leader like maybe you need to be the first chess piece to move because I I assure you if if both people are just sitting there being like nope not going to make the first move no pieces Mm. move nothing gets better and nothing changes guaranteed
0: yeah very true very
1: true yeah here's to uh good communication as always (laughs) It's our favourite C
0: word. Oh man. Oh alrighty. Well, hopefully that helped anyway. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now is it still this totally pitch dark now?
0: It's completely pitch dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It does not take long for the it sun to set not. and the light to disappear. Oh, we have, but that's okay. Yeah. I feel like I got some today. We got some. <laughs> Just uh, there was taster. actually a beautiful beautiful, beautiful sunset last night. Um Obviously I've missed it tonight, but (laughs) really there was a beautiful sunset last night and it was the you can definitely tell the weather's changing a little bit and it was nice to get out and see some sunshine, have some fresh air.
1: Oh my god, it sounds awesome. It's funny because I was at a little restaurant yesterday Um, And I'd seen Mm. more foreign people here than I've seen in my entire time. It's like all of a sudden Northern Europe just descended (laughs) upon Athens and they were all remarking. Like I, They were all the diners in the restaurant and then I randomly ran into some guy in liver from Liverpool and his woman from an undisclosed other place in, in England. And they were like, can we ask you directions? Do you speak English? And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry I do speak English because I probably can't help you with where you're going. Like that's the downside to being another foreigner. And then the, the the conversation quickly shifted to the weather. They're like, it's shit, isn't it? And it is, it's like zero minus one. There was snow in Athens. Like no, way. Swear, to, swear to God. And um, it's still that cold. It's just not precipitating. And a bunch of poor Northern Europeans came down here for a few days. I don't know what's special about this weekend and the weather is shit the entire time. Oh, <laughs> I felt dear. so bad for these poor people. But they're like, that's okay. There's tavernas and there's alcohol. So we're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned like a nice day. I'm like, oh my God, I'm freezing here. Like literally freezing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. We've
0: stolen the sunshine.
1: Oh, good. Well, the guy from Liverpool was like, I brought the bad weather with me. And I was like, so I guess it got really nice after he left. This poor guy from Liverpool. What's, what's his deal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. Okay. Well, enjoy <laughs> the sunsets for me, please. Be I will. sometime too, yes. before it's Very nice. Sure, um, share those with you.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. All right. So not long until you um head back home then, as well.
1: Cross the pond again. I know. Yeah. I'm just filling up on olive oil. I've now started using it as a moisturizer because olive oil s- solves everything. um And so yeah, olive oil. All like yeah, moisturizing with the dry skin. Mm. I'm pouring it over everything. I'm consuming at least a bottle a week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know how i'm
1: gonna get back to canada be too oh. slippery to ride the plane
0: <laughs> well you enjoy and make the most of it and enjoy Oof. the lovely scrummy food while you're there oh
1: yeah you've yeah. got it
0: all righty so till next time till next time so that's it for another week of geordie lass and doc sass we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting